Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, for uh, episode four of the Fantasy Baseball Draft Prep Series Rankings Breakdown. And uh, we're going to hit starting pitching as it's draft season. I mean, it is March 4th. It is draft season. I have a draft coming up this Saturday and uh, and the rest of the month. Baseball starts this month. We're about 24 days away from opening day. So draft season, your draft prep should be underway already. And uh, we're going to talk starting pitches and get you prepared for that. So going to break down the top 25, my top 25 starting pitchers heading into the season. Number one is easy. It's Mad Max. It's Max Scherzer. He's been unbelievable. He's been consistent. He's been the definition of consistent the last few years. 33 starts last year, 300 strikeouts and only 220 innings. And, you know, I say only 220 innings, but it's a feat. 200 innings is, is rare nowadays. But when you have 300 strikeouts and that, it's just absolutely ridiculous. He had a two-point Cy Young if it wasn't for Jacob deGrom. He is the Cy Young if not for Jacob deGrom. So uh, the only concern, really, 34 years old, but uh, the numbers still keep getting better. He's increased his K rate each of the past four years. I shouldn't have to sell you on Max Scherzer. He's the top pitcher off the board. He should be the first pitcher off the board in your fantasy baseball draft. Moving on, number two, and it's Chris Sale. And uh, this is an easy one for me also. Chris Sale was dominant dominant the first half of the season. Then he went on the DL with shoulder inflammation. Velocity came was down when he came back, but uh, he was just, he was absolutely ridiculous. He had 237 strikeouts in 158 innings pitch, 2.11 ERA, 0.86 whip. Um, the, the concern, he only threw 29 innings in the second half of last year. Limited in the playoffs. You saw Alex Cora constantly rest him when he had to and, and not use him to even start games in the World Series. That's the concern is injury. He didn't have surgery, but it's will this shoulder inflammation return? Is it something that he's just going to be, you know, uh, rest has now healed it. 30 years old. Um, listen, the dominant season that he was having and could have, he's the number two pitcher off the board. They'll just, that'll be concern in the back of your mind with that, that whole shoulder thing. But throwing right now in spring training looks pretty good. Velocity is there. Number three, it's Jacob DeGrom, reigning NL Cy Young. And uh, the season he had was, it was historic. It was absolutely ridiculous. 30 years old. Um, he wants to get paid. So he's playing for something. He's pitching for something. He had 269 strikeouts in 217 innings. He had a lot of games blown by the bullpen. He had 21 starts of zero runs or one run allowed. A lot of games blown by the bullpen and, and no run support. The Mets have addressed that this offseason. They added the, probably the best closer right now in baseball, Edwin Diaz. They've added Cano. They've added some other pieces to that lineup. Um, listen, he's not going to have the numbers he had last year. It's just not going to happen. But he still should have a very good season. He's an elite pitcher. He's an elite strikeout pitcher. And uh, he's the number three pitcher off the board. There's no question about that. Number four is Corey Kluber. And he's 32 years old. He's got 215 innings last year and 222 strikeouts. First time in his career, 20 wins. That's a, that's a big deal for uh, you know somebody like that. You would have expected that to have happened sooner. The velocity started coming down last year, but he made up for it on moving uh, you know his movement. 
Still a great control pitcher. He doesn't walk a ton of guys. It's a different lineup out there in Cleveland. I don't know what to expect from that, but he's he's the model of consistency. There's no red flags with him whatsoever. I mean, he's had 30 starts, um, 33 starts last year, 29 year before, 32 the year before that. The last two years, his ERA has been in the twos. Whip always one or less, um, just fantastic. And uh, listen, he's a top five starting pitcher when it comes to fantasy baseball. Number five, and this is where I, I don't want to say I made a mistake in the rankings, but it, it could be one of these two guys here. They can flip-flop. And I have Justin Verlander. And Justin Verlander, if you look at his career, um, it's it's Hall of Fame worthy. But he probably had the best season of his career last year with the Houston Astros. And it, it's just something that's unheard of at his age of 36 years old. But just the season he put together, 290 strikeouts, 214 innings pitched, like I mentioned, 36 years old, the best K-rate of his career. He's rejuvenated. He's now with a younger team. He's the older guy. He knows they have a chance to go out and win a World Series every year. I like Justin Verlander. The only issue is he gives up a ton of home runs in that ballpark and, uh, you know, just him, people connecting with his fastball. But there's no concerns here. He looks great already in spring training. Justin Verlander, for me, is my number five when it comes to uh, the, the rankings here. Number six is who I just mentioned. It could have been number five. It's it's Jerry Cole. And um, if anyone's going to become the top pitcher in fantasy baseball this year, he's got a chance. He's got a chance and a real good one at that. Twenty eight years old. He's entering his prime. Um, concerns I have. He seemed to get tired towards the end of the year. That, possibly that was it. Two hundred and seventy six strikeouts and two hundred innings. He had fifteen wins. 2.88 ERA. Um, another concern, high pitch counts. He's somebody that throws a lot of pitches. He was coming out after the sixth inning, and they have a great bullpen anyway, so they didn't need to push him. But somebody that's not going to give you that complete game, um, you know, that, if that's a category in your league. But the stuff is just absolutely ridiculous. He's the youngest of the bunch that I just mentioned, and he has a chance to take another step. He certainly does another another step, and um, – wouldn't shock me if he finishes as the top fantasy pitcher when the rankings all come out. Um, number seven, and it's Blake Snell. And Blake Snell just put together a ridiculous year last year, a 1.89 ERA in 2018, 221 strikeouts and 180 innings. His ERA in the second half was 1.11, which is just absurd. Listen, fastball velocity was up, but the ERA isn't going to repeat itself. He left a lot of runners stranded. There's stats out there that I, I'm not going to get into that will show that the ERA is just going to it's going to have some negative regression. I expect an ERA in the you know low threes, high twos if he's lucky, but um, he's an elite strikeout pitcher, and that's what you're looking for in fantasy. The strikeouts are real, and that's something that I like. Uh, young age, Tampa Bay, good team. I think they'll be a better team. They won 90 games with a roster where you can't name 15 guys, so. Um, I certainly like him out there, and I think, listen, shoo-in, top 10 fantasy pitcher, shoo-in, and when I'm drafting a pitcher, I like that. I like safe, so Blake Snell, number seven on the top 25 rankings for pitchers. Number eight, and it's Trevor Bauer, and Trevor Bauer's a nut job, but he's a very good pitcher. He also is somebody that now has been looking at the analytics of games and is looking at all the newer technologies, trying to learn those and how he can become a better pitcher, and it worked. He cut his home run rate down from 2017, which was 16%, down to six last year in 2018, which is just outstanding. 
221 strikeouts in 175 innings. His ERA is going to climb. He's not going to put up a 2.21 ERA again, I don't think. But again, very good strikeouts. Uh, this is somebody that was highly touted, a highly touted prospect. He's finally put it together uh, in a couple of years now being with Cleveland. But I like Trevor Bauer as a top 10 pitcher. There's no doubt about that. Number nine is Aaron Nola. And uh, the big news out of Philly this week was that they signed Bryce Harper. So you take that for whatever it's worth. But Aaron Nola, to me, is definitely a top 10 pitcher. And uh, he had 17 wins last year, 224 strikeouts, 2.37 ERA, 0.97 whip. He he was just outstanding in 33 starts. Better team. Uh, I like that. Only 25 years old. He has a 51% ground ball rate, so I like that. He increased his fastball velocity up to 93 miles per hour. So I, I, this is here that, you know, I don't know if he takes the next step, but he can repeat what he did last year. Those numbers aren't ridiculous for Aaron Nola. So I think that this is somebody where um, if you're looking at the numbers, I think Aaron Nola has a good chance of repeating, not improving from where he was last year. So I certainly like um, Aaron Nola and, you know, 17 wins for him, sure. I have no issue with that. I think 200 strikeouts easily. I think the ERA even stays below three. I think Aaron Nola is a very, very good and safe pitcher heading into the season. Number 10 to wrap up the top 10 would be Luis Severino. And Luis Severino had just a, a very interesting year last year. Um, he was 14-2 and two with a 2.31 at the All-Star break. After the break, 5.57. And uh, the command was fine, though. He he wasn't walking a ton of guys. He was just getting shelled. He's only 25 years old. There was a whole rumor that he was tipping pitches. Um, I'm buying into this kid. He led all of the pitchers, starting pitchers that qualified in fastball velocity and how many pitches he throws at, you know, how fast. Um, 2.74 ERA at home, 3.99 on the road. It's very interesting because Yankee Stadium plays to a very hitter-friendly, extremely hitter-friendly. So if there's any sort of adjustment there and that road ERA comes back down some, um, you're looking at somebody that could take the jump into that top six category when it comes to fantasy starters. So I'm buying into Severino. Uh, he claimed that he was tipping pitches, that it was addressed, that it's been fixed. I there's there's no concern for me. There's no red flags. Like I said, the command was still there when he struggled. He was just getting shelled. So uh, to me, if the command was an issue, I'd be more concerned. I'm not Luis Severino, number 10 on the top 25 starting pitching. Uh, Number 11 is another Cleveland Indian pitcher, and we have four of them in the top 25, and it's Carlos Carrasco. And when I say safe, I say Carlos Carrasco. He's 32 years old. His K's continue to climb, which is just unbelievable. He started 30 games yet again, uh, 15, 16 wins, 2019. No issue with that. I think they're a worse team, but they play in a terrible division. So I think that's a safe number. I think that's a floor number in all honesty. It'd probably be a little bit higher. I think he has 200 st- strikeouts again. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Brad Hand closing games in the back of that bullpen, not Cody Allen who struggled uh, you know, over the last few years. So Carlos Carrasco, to me, easily a top 12 starting pitcher when it comes to fantasy. I Listen, you can start a rotation in fantasy baseball with Carlos Carrasco. No issue with that whatsoever. Number 12, and Zach Granke. And uh, I struggled with where to put Zach Granke because Arizona's out there selling, you know, Goldschmidt gone, Pollock gone, and they're going to be in a rebuilding team, but can't move Zach Granke because that ridiculous contract. 35 years old, 
if you go and look at the numbers, 2018 and 2017 were almost identical. Go look at the ERA. Go look at the WHIP. It, it's go look at it's identical to a T almost. Uh, you know, talking barely numbered off here. So um, you know what to expect from him. It's a bad team, like I mentioned. But if you look at Arizona, they instilled that humidor last year, and it helped. It certainly helped pitching. It crushed hitting. Go look at Goldschmidt splits from last year. You'll be you know shocked. I think 14 wins is safe for Zach Greinke. You know, bad team, like I mentioned. But know what I, I'm going to get out of him. I don't want to build the rotation around Zach Greinke. But if you're going to go with a pitcher-heavy strategy, him as your number two is, is, you know, you're off to a good start. Number 13 is Noah Syndergaard. And Noah Syndergaard's up here because of the potential. He had 25 starts his last two or three years. And I don't think people realize that. You know, they, they look at the injuries. And uh, he still had 25 starts last two out of three. 3.03 ERA last year. Still a K per inning guy, even though he just K's fell off a little bit and the velocity was down a little bit last year. Like I mentioned, better bullpen with the Mets. I, I like that. I like teams with a better bullpen, obviously. City Field is still the most pitcher-friendly ballpark in all of baseball. I like that aspect. Only 26 years old. He's eventually going to put it together. It's just a matter of when. It's not, you know, if. It's a matter of when with Syndergaard. The tools are there. Uh, I like Noah Syndergaard to really take that step this year. Not at the Grom step, but I think he, he closes the gap some. It's Noah Syndergaard, top 15 starting pitcher when it comes to fantasy baseball this season. Number 14, and listen, I I had Clayton Kershaw here and then, you know, had to move him, and I'm moving him for his teammate, Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller stormed onto the fantasy baseball scene and the, and the baseball scene last year with the Dodgers when he got called up. Final two months of 2018, he was 4-1, and 1.58 1. ERA, 0.6 whip. My 173 innings. My only concern, like I mentioned, the workload DL last year. He had Tommy John in college, so, you know, back of your mind is always that. He has top 10 potential. So, you know, the risk will outweigh the reward. Something to keep in mind. Young. Um, will they monitor the workload again? If he threw 173 and everything's working well, they'll let him go to 200. No question about that. It's really just going to be, you know, are they looking for 170 or less instead of letting him grow there? So uh, to me, he's probably now the front runner for opening day. Love Walker Bueller. Um, Again, just the back of my mind that he threw a career high 173 innings uh, last year. Number 15 and going out on a limb with 15, but it's James Paxton. And his career high game last year with 160 innings, he's not a big inning guy, and I don't think he'll ever reach 200, to be honest with you. But he's talked about it this spring training. He knows it's in there that people are talking about that, that the Yankees traded away for somebody that won't throw 200 innings, let alone over 160. Um, He had three DL stints last year, back injury, arm issue, pneumonia. Um, Listen, when when he's on, he's on. And when he's on, he's one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. I'm thinking a change of ballparks, a change of scenery will help him. He's certainly going to a more hitter-friendly ballpark. I understand that. So maybe the ERA you know, will reflect. But he's going to a better team. He's going to a team where if he gives up four runs, he still has a chance to win. wasn't the case with Seattle. I like James Paxton to – I wouldn't say go over that 160, but I think he'll repeat, be a dominant strikeout guy. So, you know, number 15, just based off strikeout potential, win potential, is James Paxton. Number 16, and I moved him down, like I mentioned, is Clayton Kershaw. And he he keeps throwing, and he's saying he's pain-free, but there is a ton, a ton of risk when it comes to drafting Clayton Kershaw. He's 31 years old. 
He had his worst season last year since 2008, and his ERA was only 2.73. So if he's able to give you 25 starts, you're looking at somebody that will probably be dominant again. You're just not getting that 33 starts. You, you know, you got to take the, the good with the bad. His fastball velocity was down two miles per hour last year from 2017. He missed time for his third straight year. Uh, 155 strikeouts and 161 inning pitch, not Clayton Kershaw alike. So the strikeouts are down. But again, somebody that at this shoulder thing is just a case of dead arm here in the spring. And I don't believe it is to be quite honest with you. Uh, then you could be getting some good draft value. I'm looking here with the way that pitching is, you know, being drafted and the injury, he's not anything more than a third round pick. And that's a late third round pick. So there's high risk, uh, high reward with Clayton Kershaw. But uh, number 16, when it comes to the start, is just, like I mentioned, worst year, and his ERA was 2.73. So when he's on, he's on. Number 17 is uh, Jose Barrios, and I'm buying into this kid. I love him as, a, as an SP2 in fantasy baseball. Absolutely love him. Not willing to build my rotation around him yet, but love him as an SP2. And he was an all-star last year. He's much better at home as his road ERA was 4.85. And if he makes any sort of adjustment on the road, you're looking at a top 12 fantasy pitcher. Better team. They've made improvements out in Minnesota. I like Jose Barrios a lot this year, and he's somebody that I'm targeting personally in, in all of my drafts. So uh, number six, number 17, excuse me, on the top 25. And number 18 is somebody that just signed an extension with the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, it's Miles Miklas. And um, first year back from Japan, and you couldn't have asked for anything better. He was that good uh, in his first year back. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys, and that's the concern. 18-4 and four last year, 146 strikeouts, 2.83 ERA, 1.07 whip. But uh, fastball velocity, 93 point, you know, uh, 93. So that's what it rounds down to. Um, listen, I don't think the ERA repeats in all honesty, but – uh, and like I mentioned, not a strikeout guy, but nine walks in 81 innings in the second half last year. He featured his slider much more since, you know, his first MLB stint. I love him as an SB2. Absolutely love him. Somebody I'll be targeting as well. Uh, they're a good team out in St. Louis. And, and I'm buying into him. That, that last year wasn't a fluke. And I've said on the podcast before, I need to see it two seasons in a row. Not here, not this case. I'm buying into him. No issue with him as an SB2. Number 19 is Mike Clevenger, and I would have him higher except the innings, and he threw a ton of innings last year. That's my concern with him. It's only one of 17 pitchers last year to strike out 200. Take that in. Only 17 starting pitchers last year struck out 200 batters. He had a dominant second half, 2.31 ERA, 1.03 whip. Gave up a lot of home runs to lefties, so if, again, able to make an adjustment with that, you could be looking at a better season. Um, to me, another Cleveland Indian in the top 20. He will be a top 20 starting pitcher. Mike Clevenger, number 19 on the starters. At number 20, we're going to go to Jamison Tyon. And Jamison Tyon is a very interesting case. He was 8-3 after the break last year, 2.33 ERA, 14 wins, 32 starts. Uh, listen, Jamison Tyon had, uh, you know, the whole issue with the testicular cancer. And um, that was, he had a battle back from that. And I think that's why you saw – those 2017 numbers reflect 2016 when he came up 3.38 ERA 2017 4.4 like I mentioned battling that and then last year 3.20 so he's a better pitcher than I think people are realizing and I really think that number of you know around that 
3.2 ERA. That's that's the real Jamison Tyon. Uh, better whip, better control last year. If you ask me, that 2017 is just a throwout year, so I don't like that. It's going to be the opening day starter out in uh, out in Pittsburgh on March 28th. Clint Hurdle has already announced that. Good fastball, 95 miles an hour. Um, listen, Jamison Tyon, a, a very strong SP2. I, I'm trying to get him on most of my teams as well, buying into that kid. Not sure if I'm buying into the whole Pittsburgh Pirates as a team, but I'm buying into Jamison Tyon, top 20 starting pitcher for the 2019 season. Number 21 is Jack Flaherty out in the uh, same division, but St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, he's a big-time strikeout guy. He's 23 years old. 182 strikeouts, 151 innings. I like that. Love the age, like I mentioned. He truly struggled, though, in September with a 5.34 ERA. Bit of a concern? Not really. I think it's just the young kid getting tired. Innings pitched was higher than what he's used to. I'm buying into him. I really am. Um, I think you're looking at a guy that should win about 13, 14 games, uh, 180 strikeouts, 100 and, I don't know, the innings or so, so maybe the strikeouts would be a little bit higher. I don't think they'll push him to the 200 strikeouts, so uh, 200 innings, excuse me. So I wouldn't be looking for that. Um, this is somebody that was elite in the minor leagues. He had elite control in the minor leagues, elite strikeouts in the minor leagues. I think his career minor league ERA, uh, off the top of my head, is like a 2.8 something. So just very, very good minor league numbers that have translated and will translate going in. And um, when we talk about starting pitchers. This is one of the guys that I could see as a you know a fast riser on draft boards and somebody that really could finish as a top 15 starter. So high upside for Jack Flaherty out in St. Louis. Moving on, we'll talk about number 22 and uh, Steven Strasburg. And every year you just you don't know where to rank this guy, but Steven Strasburg with the injuries, he's 30 years old. He's only averaged 24 starts the last four years, only 10 wins last year. Only 130 innings last year, but he had 156 strikeouts in that 130 innings. So, you know, fantasy, what are we looking for? I'm looking for high strikeout guys, and and I saw that. ERA skyrocketed to 3.74. It was 2.52 in 2017, 3.6 uh, in 2016. So, you know, what are you really looking for? I think something in between. I think 3.4 is a safe number for an ERA. Um, I think he could reach that 200 strikeout, you know, no issue. If he if he throws 175 innings, he's going to strike out 200 guys. So it's just at age 30, will Steven Strasburg, you know, finally put it all together here and, and throw that number? He threw 147 in 2016, threw 175 in 2017. He threw, struck out 200. And in 2018, um, like I mentioned, 130 innings. So um, that's the concern for me. Fastball this spring has been 94 miles an hour, so it's been down. Something to keep an eye on. Fastball velocity is down. In spring, it's early, though. You know, you hear it every year with Granke and his 83-mile-an-hour fastball. It's down. Just something to keep an eye on. But um, a, a high strikeout guy, and, and that's what I want to see. So just injury concern, injury concern. But you're looking round, round five, round six, you need a, you know, a second starter. Uh, Steven Strasburg is a, a high-risk, high-reward guy. Number 23, and we'll stick with the Nationals, this is his teammate Patrick Corbin. And uh, I'm lower on Patrick Corbin than, than some others. And I know what he did last year with, uh, you know, the record wasn't anything impressive. But the 246 strikeouts in 200 innings, that is impressive. And that is something to talk about. But he threw his slider a lot more, 40% more in 20, uh, than 2017 last year. 
put stress on the arm, and we saw that because his fastball velocity was down. I'm not sold on him. I'm not. I think a lot of that was the humidor. I think a lot of that was Arizona ballpark. I, I think you really see an ERA jump from 3.15 to 3.7, 3.8. I think in that range, this might strike out 200 inning, uh, 200 batters if he you know throws 190 innings. I, I, there's no issue with that. So high strikeout guy, but the WHIP something to be concerned about as well. I think you're looking 1.2. So for me, you're selling on those other categories for high strikeouts. Depends on your strategy. 29 years old, just got that big contract last year. He was playing for that, so you don't know if that tied into it. It's proven that it does contract year. If you look at the numbers, they're always much better. So Patrick Corbin, 23 for me, somebody that I'm going to let somebody else draft on draft day. Number 24, and uh, this pick right here could probably bite me in the ass, but I'm going to buy once more on Chris Archer. And as dumb as that sounds and as stupid as it sounds, when you get to this, you know, level here, I think Chris Archer truly could have top 25 starter potential. And it was a letdown year. I get that disappointment. I get that. He wasn't good after the trade from Tampa to Pittsburgh. I get that. But this is still somebody that can strike out batters. He had 249 in 2017, 233 in 2016. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm just going to tell you last year was a, le- a lost year for Chris Archer. The ERA, I expect to be at four. I'm not going to try and sell you. It's going to be lower because I'd be lying to you. The e- the whip will be, you know, one point high. I'll tell you on that. What I'm going to sell you on is 200 strikeouts and 200 innings because I think that that's something that he's shown you he can do, and it's something achievable. So, um, you know, in the NL, give him a full another year in the NL. I'd like to see it like that. So for me, Chris Archer, uh, top twenty-five potential. I'll buy into him at uh, you know that rate. He's going round nine. Chris Archer, you know, he's fallen in drafts, average draft position. So uh, I'll take a shot on him. Number twenty-five for me, and it's Zach Wheeler. And um, this is somebody here who. We have to be careful with where we rank Zach Wheeler because last year it was tremendous. His final 20 starts, 2.52 ERA, and his whip was .99, 126 strikeouts and 132 innings. He showed control for the first time in his career. He wasn't wild, and that's always been the issue with Zach Wheeler. The velocity's always been there. The pitch movement has always been there. He's just never had control of his pitches, So, um, and he showed that last year. We have to be careful with him. He's already struggled in a couple starts during training. Um, I don't know if out of the gate he has it. I, I think he's more of somebody that out of the gate has to find himself again. And, you know, that's where my concern comes in. But if there was ever anybody that had the potential to move from, you know, top 25 into that top 15 category, Zach Wheeler. He was a highly touted prospect that the Giants drafted and then traded for Carlos Beltran years ago. He's had his injury issues, and he's coming to that point in his career where you know put up a shutout time. He was, didn't start with the team last year in the rotation. He started in the minors, then got called up, then finally got his shot. So it's more of a, an, again another prove me wrong type year for Zach Wheeler, and and I'll buy into him no issue. So um, Zach Wheeler for me, I don't want to call him that safe. SP2 category, but high upside and um, not too much risk either as, you know, when it comes to injury wise, it would just be talent wise. So SP2 for Zach Wheeler, we'll label him that. Um, 
couple other names that I like that didn't make the list. And listen, Kyle Hendricks out in the Chicago always puts together a good year, but the strikeouts just they keep him off. Luis Castillo, everyone expected him to have that big year with Cincinnati last year, and he didn't by any means. But you're looking at somebody that has electric stuff, electric strikeout stuff. And, um, you know, again, we're looking at that same range, top 25. No brave starter make it, uh, made the list. And Fultonevich would have been close, but, you know, he's hurt right now with spring training, not going to make a start uh, on opening day. Um, Charlie Morton out to Tampa Bay. I'm not buying into that velocity increase last year. If you want to have a bridge to sell you. Rich Hill is somebody that I like to keep an eye on because, again, Rich Hill might make 23 starts, and he's never going to make 30. But um, if he makes 23 starts, he's going to have his strikeouts in those starts. So I do like him. Masahiro Tanaka was somebody that I considered for the list as well, but you never know with his shoulder being held on by bamboo um, what the deal is there. Um, and a big name off this list, and I've, I've stuck to it all spring, and I'll, I'll stick to it now, is Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner for me is not a top 25 starting pitcher heading into the season. And, you know, if somebody else wants to draft him by all means, prove me wrong, Madison Bumgarner, because you're not on my top 25. That's going to do it for our pitching here, the top 25. Make sure you check out first base, third base, and uh, second base shortstop. They're both up on our Twitter uh, accounts, Facebook accounts, iTunes. Outfielders up there as well. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking, later on in the week, we'll be talking relief pitching. And uh, it is scarce, folks. It is very scarce. It is a weak position relief pitching. You really have to decide if you're going to go in on relievers or not, but we'll get into that next episode. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out Over the Top Sports every Saturday on iTunes, Facebook, and Blog Talk Radio, and uh, that's at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for joining, guys. Take care.